God is our refuge. Have you ever needed a refuge from a storm, whether physical, emotional, financial, or spiritual? Our lives are often beset by various and serious calamities, and we find ourselves ducking for cover too often in every day. The darkness that comes from load shedding or financial worries, the concerns that overtake us from threats within and without, let alone the grief that pounds us from family loss. There are so many things that we face that cause us to seek refuge. Today, I want to look at the faithful promises of our Heavenly Father, who assures us that He is our shelter in every storm. The prophet Isaiah states, you are a tower of refuge to the poor, O Lord, a tower of refuge to the needy in distress. You are a refuge from the storm and a shelter from the heat. For the oppressive acts of ruthless people are like storms beating against a wall. And their confident boasts of supremacy and power will come to nothing. The oppressed Jeremiah speaks confidently, too, of God's protection, saying, Lord, you are my strength and fortress, my refuge in the day of trouble. And the prophet Nahum pledges, the Lord is good, a strong refuge when trouble comes. He is close to those who trust in him. The word refuge is actually an uncountable noun, suggesting that it's all-encompassing in nature and extent, defining a place of shelter or protection from danger or distress. Science informs us that shelter is a basic human need along with food, water, and companionship, and argues that in extreme conditions, a human can survive three minutes without air, three hours without shelter, three days without water, and three weeks without food, telling us how very important shelter is. Any of us who have struggled to find shelter or secure, safe place of refuge knows what I mean. In the United States, college students and people under 30 years of age are particularly at risk, with more than one-third of college students lacking enough to eat and stable housing, and they can barely escape their conditions of poverty long enough to complete their degrees. In fact, in the first year of the pandemic, more than half of Americans under 29 were living with their parents and forced back home by the financial challenges spurred by COVID. Nor is it only America. A South African study, while encouraging that housing is a central component of productive, healthy, and meaningful lives, decries the inadequate housing opportunities available in the nation, indicating that the poor and low-income families are forced to live in dangerous and squalid shelter conditions. These disturbing studies quantify the very real concern for a place of refuge for many around the world. God's obviously recognizing this, and he speaks fiercely about this on a number of occasions. In fact, one of his names, Elohim Shamri, God is my protector, assures us that this is part of his very nature. Moses, confident that God moved around their camp to protect and defeat their enemies, declares this in his, in his final words to the children of Israel, saying, The eternal God is your refuge, and his everlasting arms are under you. He drives out the enemy before you so that you can live in safety. 
In fact, Jewish tradition attributes Psalm 91 to Moses, a psalm that David adds to his book of Psalms. Many of us have quoted huge portions of this psalm when our hearts or our minds shake with fear. And no wonder, for listen to what it says. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust, stating that God will deliver us from attack, pestilence, unknown terrors by day or night, confidently saying, because you have made the Lord your dwelling place, the Most High, who is my refuge, no evil shall be allowed to befall you, no plague come near your tent. Many of us have held to these verses as COVID swirled around us and perhaps even settled upon us, grateful when it finally passes us by. As someone who succumbed to COVID not once but twice, I can certainly attest to my gratitude for God's protection. David, the warrior king who spent decades fighting off his enemies, including the depraved and jealous King Saul, recognized God's powerful protection. My God is my rock in whom I find protection. He is my shield, the power that saves me and my place of safety. He is my refuge, my savior, the one who saves me from violence, declaring that the Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Moabite Ruth is plotted for seeking refuge under the wings of the God of Israel, who will reward her fully for what she's done. And Jesus declares that God is our strength or power through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, who enables us to witness to our local community and to the ends of the earth of the saving power of God. What kind of refuge does God provide? Besides the many recounted in Psalm 91, David also speaks of the Lord as a shelter for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble, suggesting that those troubled by depression or fear can find peace and safety. He also speaks about refuge from disgrace or condemnation, as well as various kinds of enemies, promising that as our fortress, our enemies cannot even reach us. David is so confident in the Lord that he declares God as his loving ally and my fortress, my tower of safety, my rescuer. He is my shield, he declares, and I take refuge in him. King Solomon follows this with the guarantee that the godly have a refuge in the Lord when they die and confirms that those who fear the Lord are secure for God will be a refuge for their children as well. Yet there's a warning. It's better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in people or leaders, confirming that sometimes others may let us down, making promises they can't or won't keep. But God is not like that, as the writer of Hebrews attests. God has given both his promise and his oath. He writes, these two things are unchangeable because it is impossible for God to lie. Therefore, we who have fled to him for refuge can have great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us, an eternal place of safety with him. God, well aware of the weaknesses of human nature, even specified the creation of six cities of refuge where anyone who kills another person accidentally or unintentionally can run to one of these cities, which will be places of refuge from relatives seeking revenge for the person who was killed. 
So determined was God to see this practice implemented that he devoted a number of chapters, chapters uh, 35 of Numbers, Deuteronomy 19, and Joshua 20 and 21 to this very instruction. He didn't want an unnecessary death to be compounded by a vengeful murder. God is so committed to being our source of refuge that he encourages us to pour out our heart to him, as it says in Psalm 62, indicating that he invites us to say with David, keep me safe, O God, for I have come to you for refuge. The one who delivers the needy when he calls the poor and him who has no helper. God has pity on the weak and the needy, David writes, and saves the lives of the needy. From oppression and violence, he redeems their life, and precious is their blood in his sight. Knowing that God is our refuge, our shield, our fortress, and our protection should give us confidence to sing with David. Oh, my strength, to you I sing praises, for you, O oh God, are my refuge, the God who shows me unfailing love. How glorious is that? Let us then say, securely say to God our Savior, you are my place of refuge. You are all I really want in life because you are my place of refuge and my source of hope. God bless you, beloved. May you rest in him today. May you know him as your place of safety and comfort and strength, your very fortress in all times of need. God bless you.